Hey everyone, welcome back to Changemakers, Becoming an Irresistible Community. I'm Kelly and I'm here with Susan and we're just two church workers who are trying to love God and love others better every day. We will be exploring the six marks of a truly irresistible community, a healthy church culture. Hey Susan, what are you finding irresistible in your life today? Hey everyone, right now I'm also finding a couple things irresistible about um, Instagram. What? Reels. Social media? Instagram it, Reels? It is. There's oh, two things, okay? I do love it's them. a couple things. And I didn't discover them. Now I know why people stay scrolling. Yeah. yeah. I didn't understand that behavior in, until recently when. What's your. The babies. There's oh, babies, babies doing minor, cute doggies things. and puppies. That gets yeah. me too. Okay. If you put a voiceover <laughs> to a dog. <laughs> With like its legs spread on the carpet. I'm dying inside. I mean, people are funny out there. So I'm grateful and oh, I practice gratitude ever. while I'm scrolling. That's so I good. feel like it's a worship activity, <laughs> a spiritual worship. But babies are cute and dogs are cute too. So what about a voiceover like of a big burly man over a baby? That's a good one. Too. <laughs> Hasn't hasn't created that irresistible feeling yet, but is that your answer today? Is that what's irresistible uh, to you? The voiceover that doesn't match is hilarious and irresistible. I'm just going to go with you on that. I, I find mine on Facebook. Okay. Because I'm older than you, so I'm on Facebook. <laughs> Welcome to episode three of the podcast, everyone. Uh, Susan and I are going to be working our way through the six marks of a healthy and irresistible community, and we promise we will not talk about Facebook or Instagram Reels any longer today. Um, <laughs> along the way, we hope to just gain some insight on how we can implement some of this into our small groups, our ministry teams, and maybe even our families. But for now, we're just asking you to listen and kind of absorb this information, think about it, pray about it. And at the end of our podcast, we're going to offer some next steps that you can do along with us. So as a reminder, uh, this is from the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship material that Peter Scazzaro put together. You can find that on his website. Um, and the another reminder is that our end in mind here is just to be more loving people. The mark of success for us is love, how well we're loving other people. So there are six characteristics of the church culture we want here at Nativity in our small groups, in our ministry. Susan, can you review those for us real quick? Yes, the marks, number one, slow down spirituality. Number two, integrity and leadership. Three, beneath the surface discipleship. Four, a healthy community. Five, passionate marriages and singleness. And six, every member, everyone in full-time ministry. So let's um, recap a little bit on what we did in last week's podcast, Kelly. Yeah, so last week we talked about a slowed down spirituality. We acknowledge that we're not really wired that way and that could feel like a waste of time or just be really uncomfortable for some people. Mm -hmm. When you slow down, you got to be alone with your thoughts, your inner life. Or I got to go do things. I, Why am I well, sitting yeah. here doing nothing? <laughs> really, that's, I, right. Is that good for us? No, it's just a, it's just, again, a shift, a culture shift. Yeah, so we're just shifting. So, um, so we're just, we're just kind of, sitting in silence in the morning for 30 seconds, one minute, two minutes, five minutes. Um, and it is shifting um, just the culture of our team and, and our lives for Susan and I. Just That's just our testimony to that. 
Yep. And we want to establish a rhythm, whether it's uh, my rhythm is like twice a day. I need mm-hmm. to be centered. Some people yeah, I'm maybe really bad at the second time a day. I got to start doing that. I just notice when I start to feel a little more irritable or mm-hmm. maybe even just a little like less energy, I'm like, oh, let me just go back to the source. And so I'm inspired oh, by the fact wow. that I feel differently. I know exactly what time that happens for me every day, too. So, OK, try it. Implementing that two minutes. Um, but again, like some people who are, have different rhythms might need seven times a day or one time a day. Right. Again, it's not like a perfect plan. Everyone's spirituality is different. We're created differently. But that element is first. And now we're going to talk about integrity in leadership. OK, it's a yeah. big one. Yeah, integrity and leadership. I've certainly had moments where I've not shown great integrity and leadership. So um, this one was really eye-opening for me. You know, in our most honest moments, we would probably all agree that um, our inner life, that the, that thought life, can be a little bit like an iceberg. That's what that's how Peter Scazzera compares it. That uh, if you can picture an iceberg, a picture of an iceberg. I just saw some. I was in Alaska and I just saw some like smaller icebergs floating in the water. And it made me think of this, that a small percentage of what's really going on in our inner world, in our mind, shows, right? We might show people some anger. We might show people some frustration. But overall, we look pretty good on the surface of the iceberg. And then there's a large percentage of that iceberg that's underneath the surface in front of others, We conduct ourselves in a respectable manner, but underneath we're really struggling with some things. But one of the things um, that we've been reading about is that it leaks out a little bit of that um, under the surface emotional stuff can leak out. So Susan, you had had a great example from your family of this iceberg yeah, I mean, this is one of the ways that the tip of the iceberg looks great in our in our household is if we iron our clothes before we go to mass. So it's okay if we're yelling and screaming in the car on the way oh, because mm-hmm. I'm still blow drying my hair and my brothers are, you know, playing games or doing something else. But when we get to church, if we're ironed and smiling... That's this family sort of, is amazing. We are good. Perfect. Yes. Perfect we're family. Fine. F-I-N-E. And so <laughs> that's one of the things. But I thought of a funny example recently. I lost my cool with my kids and I thought, oh, oh my gosh, everyone walks their dog by my house. I wonder if they hear he- me. Oh, they do. They do. <laughs> of course they do. Uh, but again, it was humbling. But then I said, what? I, it gave me an opportunity to look at myself. What do I need right now that I'm not doing mm. to just cool it down a little. So again, it's just awareness. It's not perfection. That is the goal. But yes, awareness, a little bit, a little bit of leaking out will give you some awareness. So this, this work that we're talking about by Peter Scazzaro is based on 20 plus years as a pastor where he saw people growing in faith until they just got stuck until they weren't anymore. And so he came to realize that people got stuck mostly because of their emotional health. And so um, here are a few other signs that you might need to work on this emotional, spiritual health stuff together um, with us. So you might need to think about emotional and spiritual health if you flip out when your child spills something on the carpet. You might need to consider some stillness and integrity if anytime you receive feedback, you're defensive about it. Or you say yes when you want to say no, and then you resent it later. These are all those things 
on the iceberg that you're showing, like we're saying, yes, yes, I will do that. But then you're angry later that you said yes, and you're gossiping or or talking about someone because they even asked you to do something, complaining, criticizing, gossiping, judging. These are all the things that we just want to uncover and begin to work on and correct if we can. And we know that being silent is the first mark of that irresistible community. The second mark is this integrity in leadership, which means that when you're in private, it's the same as when you're in public. You'd never flip out on your boss like you flipped out on your kids, would you? Well... Yeah, some people do. <laughs> some I'm people sure. Do, I, I guess it's yeah. been some conflict in the workplace. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but you had a story um, this year, just this year in general, and the direction of your life, and you inspired us in um, a beautiful way in speaking to our community recently at our rally to kick off the fall season. So, do you want to share a little more about that? Yeah, that I, you know, I started this role, nativity, this leadership role, a few years ago, and I'm in, you know, I'm in my fourth year of it now, maybe fifth, I don't even know, fourth, I'm in my fourth year of it. And um, it's hard. It's just a harder job than what I was doing before. It's difficult. There's conflict. I have to deal with conflict. And I'm responsible for a lot more. And so there's just a lot more coming at me, more responsibilities, more conflict. And I was handling that with being defensive. I was being defensive. I was explaining, blaming, judging, arguing, and I just didn't like it. I, I didn't feel like that was who I am or who I wanted to be. I believe I was letting my iceberg show a your, little bit. Your iceberg was showing. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was leaking out. Whatever. I don't know what that is. We're gonna, we'll get to that in a later episode. Why am I defensive? Why am I arguing and blaming other people? Uh, that's not who I am. It's not who I want to be. But it was who I, I was being in that moment. So, Susan, what is integrity in leadership? There are four components to this, and we'll dig in a little. But the first one is that we don't pretend to be something on the outside that we are not on the inside. So this requires some self-awareness. The second is leaders, staff, ministry leaders, small group leaders, that we're intentional about being honest. And that includes being vulnerable about our weaknesses and our limitations, not just our baggage and our personal issues. This isn't like wear it all on your sleeve kind of mentality. It's just being vulnerable enough to let people in to know who you are and how God's power is going to break through that. So again, it's revealing a little more of the iceberg um, and being aware of it. Then it's just being the same in private. You said that as as we are in public, mm-hmm. and I think again, this it, there are times when um, our character defects, our issues, will. Um, be on full display for the people we love the most, usually in our right. homes, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like usually our family members, your spouse yeah. or your kids, they see the best of you. Um, <laughs> it's like in school when teacher tells you your kids, oh, they're so polite, Johnny and Susie. Like, really? I'm like, well, well. They're a pill at home. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's like you almost have this different level of authenticity with your people. Because you so, know they're always going to love you. Exactly. Yeah. You have this like solid um, yeah. foundation 
foundation that your identity is safe and you're safe. So that's the third one. And then the fourth uh, component of integrity in leadership is that leadership is leading from love, that your, your, your motivation is pure. It is love rather than you know, authority, power, seeking perfection, um, those types of things that are a little bit like warped motivation. Yeah. So So here's a question that we just want to ask our listeners today. If you're listening, you're a leader of something. I mean, almost everybody's a leader of something. Um, You're a small group leader. You're a ministry leader. If you're not, you're a leader of a family. You're a leader of a classroom. You're a leader of a team. Whatever that might be, the question is, what drives you as a leader? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's our world just defines that differently. Yeah, than success we want it. is, yeah. you know, it, lo- it looks a certain way in the world. And again, being a follower of Christ is not always going to look to the outside world like the same measure of success whatever it is, possessions, power, Mm -hmm. those types of things. It's just not, if you want to be like Jesus, look, look at his life and that's, that's it. But there is, you know, there's this like culture of, um, sometimes, uh, not striving, but I guess it is a striving culture, like this performance, um, value over, love like we value performing dog eat dog and i'm an athlete step on other people to get to the top yeah i want to compete take credit for other people's work sorry go ahead yeah i understand but exactly (laughs) were you striving to think of all the ways to strive i mean it's just again it's like i you have to actually be honest with yourself sometimes like what is my motivation it's hard yeah 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 Um, well the other option is to be motivated by love and wanting to create and I mean what does that look like right it's creating an environment where people on your team or in your small group or in your family are encouraged to ask questions to participate to collaborate to grow and get better they're even encouraged to make mistakes they're encouraged to give healthy feedback I mean even for parents like you can include children in that children can give feedback it's okay I mean you don't have to take it but you can you can include them in it um, and so those are just two like really different ways to lead. You can be motivated by money, acknowledgement, success, fame, admiration, or you can be motivated by love and creating this irresistible environment um, where people are changed. Um, that's it for today. We're going to wrap up. So as you sit in silence this week, consider what your motive is for leading. Next week, we're going to talk about that third trait of an emotionally healthy church, an irresistible church, and that is beneath the surface discipleship. We're going to explore that iceberg. So thanks for joining us today, and we'll talk to you next week.